Hey, freaks, it's Phil, and on episode 126, the hurricane man himself, Josh Morgaman, returns to the show. High-end category five, by the light of day, going through the eye on an island so there's no friction. Yeah. you got the full-on 160 knot winds. I'm not going to top that in my career. Hello. We've also got our hashtag weather fools, a new freaks video fave segment, and you won't believe who's on our potty mouth forecast. It's all coming up on the Stormfront Freaks. Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got it, boss. Hey, welcome to the most entertaining weather podcast. This is the award-winning Stormfront Freaks podcast, and it's brought to you by Weatherflow's Tempest Weather Station. It's a revolutionary design with no moving parts, nearly zero maintenance, a free personal webpage, and a rich API powering a growing list of third-party applications. Visit weatherflow.com and use the code STORMFRONT for $30 off your Tempest Weather Station. Hey, thanks uh, to our Patreon members. I see we got Curtis and Timothy on tonight as well, um, uh, but uh, they're great at supporting the show. You can also join us live and get in on all the extras at patreon.com slash stormfrontfreaks. And what's exciting, guys, I know you've been waiting all year for this. Uh, it is March, and that makes it National Weather Podcast Ooh, Month. Ooh, all right. And nice. so we, we, want, we just we want to make sure everyone's aware of uh, some of the other amazing independent weather podcasts out there. Uh, every day I keep finding out about more of them, but I'm going to start going through some of the lists that you might not have heard of that you might want to check out. Uh, B-Squared Weather, Carolina Weather Group, Weather Brains, uh, Solid F2, which is the Twister minute-by-minute -minute podcast. Jetstream of Consciousness. What is it about the weather? Chaser Chat. Joe and Joe Weather Show. When did the storm begin? And one of the newest uh, is Tornado Trackers. And, and Greg, I was talking with you earlier about that. Our yeah, friends, man. Uh, Gabe, Jeremy, and Jeff. Doing a great uh, job, those guys. They, yeah, yeah. They, they, uh, they just threw six of them out there, their first six episodes and if you're into uh, chasing uh, tornadoes and hurricanes, Josh, because uh, they cover both of them, uh, they do some. They've got some great interviews. They cover some of the the storms they've chased amongst themselves, and uh, it's very well produced. So you got to check that out. Uh, we'll provide that list of all these shows on our episode 126 show notes. All right. So it's always happy hour on our show, and that gives us a chance to introduce our co-host tonight and uh, find out what they're drinking. MJ is up in Minnesota, our Skywarn coordinator. What are you drinking tonight? Here I am, keeping it simple tonight, Captain and Coke, fully leaded Coca-Cola. Oh, nice. fully yeah, leaded? What does that, that mean? I mean, there's lead in it? Full caffeine. <laughs> Not Full diet. Caffeine. <laughs> Not diet. All right, uh, Greg, diet. Chaser up in Canada, brother. What are you drinking? Well, you know what? We have Josh Morgerman on the show today, so I thought I would, you know, throw a little homage out to uh, Hurricane Man. So originally, um, I was going to do a, uh, I was going to create a drink called uh, the Potato Head uh, in honor of Mister Head <laughs> and their, uh, their music. but I didn't, I didn't, I, I went, I went, I went with rum instead of, of vodka, and uh, I'm calling this a Cat Five. No, wow. um, but that's better. But 
we started a little early tonight, so I'm, it's actually we can do a cat three. After <laughs> I think cat five needs at least uh, five different alcohols. Yeah, Ooh, that's actually really great. Really 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 Let yeah. me write that down. <laughs> we need to do some post tonight. A Long Island. You need a Long Island. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's a Long Island. <laughs> yeah. All right, Maz. <laughs> Former uh, former meteorologist on uh, television here in Cincinnati. In fact, what are you drinking? Yeah, formerly on TV, you're always a meteorologist. So, you know, <laughs> unless, you, unless you have too much of this. This is a bullet bourbon tonight. So bullet oh, bourbon, straight up. Bullet. Yep, straight up. Yeah. Neat. Hey, those, Bam. Neat. those evening, you know, chief meteorologists, they can get away with that a little bit. They sure can. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, meteorologist and uh, digital weather producer on the Weather Channel, Dino, what are you drinking tonight in Atlanta? Just drinking some uh, Merlot, toasting to uh, Weather Podcast Month. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. There's always a reason to drink. There's always uh, a reason. And then, and then we've got our uh, meteorologist uh, and now our, our social media guru, Jen Watson, also <laughs> down in Atlanta. What are you drinking? Yeah. You guys, oh, hot God. chocolate. Because <laughs> Hot chocolate here in a tank top. One of these. Wow. I know yeah. it's so hot. Is it cold or not? Tropical no, depression hot today. chocolate. No, it was a beautiful day today. Hot Atlanta yeah. again, huh? It, yeah, yeah, it was gorgeous. Um, it was nice. One of these days, I'm going to surprise all of you with a Long Island or something. Yeah, crazy. I'm not going to hold my breath. One of these we need Jen with a Cat 5 drink. Yes. This decade. Hers is barely right. a tropical depression. Right all right. And then we got Brady. Brady's in Columbus. I don't know who he is or what he that does, but uh, somehow he got on the show. Brady, what are you drinking? You know what? I'm just I'm just here for the jokes, man. I'm just here for the jokes. I'm drinking some water, man. I, I got a hockey game tonight, so I got to hydrate. You know, you know, I drink one gallon of these every day, so it's good for you. You got a hockey game tonight? Mm-hmm. 10, 1040 again. So. Who wow. the hell has a hockey game on? 40. D-League. D-League hockey players. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Barely skate. So they go, oh, we'll throw them out in 10, 40. All right, Maz, it's all yours. Awesome. Hey, we he's back. He's back again. We love him. Josh Morgaman is an American businessman, storm chaser, and, of course, the star of the Hurricane Man series. Now, he is best for, uh, known for his multitude of tropical cyclone chases. His storm chasing career began in 1990. What is it? 30 years? 20 years? 30 years. Almost exactly 30 years. Dang. With no formal education in meteorology, all of his experience comes from the chases. Morgan has penetrated the inner cores of over 50 hurricanes. And if I remember correctly, last time you were on, you said you don't call it a successful chase unless you are in the eye. Is that right? The eye wall. The eye wall. I I feel like I've gotten inside the storm. If I've gotten in the eye wall, the, the eye is sort of like extra credit. Wow. This is true. That's very okay. true. I, I got to ask you this because I've watched some of your videos and, you know, you know, you, oh, I'm in the eye. Things, the sun's coming out. Things are great. But it seems like there's a lot of people who are like, hey, it's over. Do you ever oh, yeah. run into people <laughs> you're like, dude, get back inside? Oh, yeah. I mean, and it's funny. You could see that even in places that are experienced with hurricanes. Interestingly, you know, high end, super typhoon high end, the category five. Uh, I missed the eye of that one by a couple of miles, but I went back a couple of months later and I talked to villagers in the towns that went through the eye and uh, I was interviewing them and they don't know the vocabulary, a lot of them, of these things. And they just described two storms. They said there was this unbelievable storm and then it stopped and they came outside and then there was oh, another storm. Wow. They didn't, and I didn't ask leading questions. I just said, tell me what happened. And that was their way. They were describing the eye. They didn't realize like the structure of it. It was really interesting. 
So was that the, a was that a daytime landfall, uh, John? Yeah, that was seven a.m. was when it really kind of raked the Philippines coast. Uh, so so you could see everything that was happening. Right. Is that in your like top three or five or which is which is your top three? You know, it was my number one for a while, but uh, it got unseated by Dorian uh, because Ooh. Dorian was, you know, that was a full on 160 knot category five. And I went through the eye of it, you know, in the in at 12 noon. So it was like from, you know, from a chaser perspective. I mean, that was like the holy grail, you know, like like high end category five by the light of day going through the eye on an island. So there's no friction. Yeah. You got the full on 160 knot winds. I'm not going to top that in my career. Probably that was, that was <laughs> like, uh, I think that's it. Now that, that knocked high end off the throne for me. Hey, well, Phil, if you, Phil, Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Dina. Uh, have you ever gotten in one of these though? And said, Oh, I, I really got myself into something here. Oh, a couple of times. And in fact, this is the, I think the paradox of like being like a really hardcore chaser is the, the chases that freak you out where you feel kind of sick from them. And you're like, like, Oh man, if I could press the magic button and get back in LA, I would. Afterward, those are the ones that everyone wants to hear about on TV shows and conferences. Those become your war stories. Those define your brand. So Every one of those really meaningful chases was like scary stuff. Yeah. Hey, uh, Phil, can can I just uh, break in here for a second? And can we, like, we, for people that are listening, can we describe Josh? Because you can hear his voice, and like, you know, you can hear the passion and everything he has for storm chasing. But I don't know if you like they can't they can't hear his beard right now like he's a like that beard, like the emoji of a beard is that's like the josh <laughs> like is there a twitter handle like josh's beard or anything like that <laughs> no I, it's funny i get a lot of comments about it and i'm telling you it's actually I, it just recently had a very very like a category five pruning it was <laughs> oh, oh this is the shortest it's been in about a year it was it out of in. control like nobody's of... recognizing you without the beard guaranteed like you could you could definitely oh. rob rob a bank or something like that right now and just shave that <laughs> oh oh yeah no completely i mean it's, it's in fact when some of my old videos come up you know from pre-hurricane man iteration you know when i had that kind of clean shaven baby face like in the hurricanes from the mid 2000s like mid to <laughs> uh, no one recognized me they're like who is that guy on your channel <laughs> and is that lighting or is that gray i see in your beard oh there's a little gray there's a there's a little bit uh you know it's not just the lighting yeah yeah we all have a little gray mads right i've got a little yeah. gray everyone's got True. a little bit yeah okay? but last time he was on there was no gray last time oh. so what so the heck happened in your might, life man? it might have well well last hurricane he went through an maybe. eyewall yeah well he in mexico in mexico eyewall. they call it si senor and that's the the beard uh coloring that you get uh that you put in there makes a nice thick black we call it a morgerman <laughs> i just want to know if it's been long enough to where it blows in the wind and you're like it's Ooh, about 120 oh miles God. per hour solid question <laughs> well even though it looks soft and cuddly it actually has the the texture of a brillo pad so it, oh even, God. In one, even in 160 or 170 knot winds it actually stays sort of very static <laughs> like a like a plastic like lego piece or something no i'm sorry right, it's, I, it's, I, it's, I gotta it's, fix <laughs> i gotta fix this train wreck josh uh <laughs> you're welcome so, so 2020 so let's talk 2020 which if you're a tornado chaser um probably wasn't ideal but if you were a hurricane chaser 
Uh, you had lots of opportunities. Um, t- I guess tell me what 2020 was like for you and what uh, what some of your highlights were there. Well, for me personally, it was like my big old patriotic return to American hurricane chasing. You know, I've been the last uh, seven years now, I've been very much focused on international storms, meaning I'm just looking at the whole globe and ready to jump on a plane at any time. You know, in this last year, what was different, of course, was that I'm like, all right, I can't leave North America, basically. So I'm, I'm stuck here. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, that's why I decided to, you know, this, this last season, just headquarter in Mississippi, you know, rent a house in Bay St. Louis and be right in the heart of things. And I'm telling you, F, when you look at the last 170 years, you could not have picked a better year to live on the Gulf Coast if you want to chase hurricanes. I mean, it was all, it all just came right to me. So that was the crazy thing. That was the most American hurricanes I've been in in one year since I started chasing. It was, it was yeah. nuts. Well, Josh, I was following you on Twitter and it was like, you were like, oh, driving back, you know, past my house again, chasing this hurricane. I'm like, this is crazy. You could have picked a more perfect spot, you know, just centrally located where all those hurricanes just landfalled. So it was yeah, fun to I watch. Mean- yeah, but it was partially like a, it was you know partly okay. I'm stuck in the U.S., so I so I've got to be here. And then and then Mississippi was was partly just sort of like a climatological pick. I'm like, all right, so the zone of the U.S. that gets intense hurricanes is basically it's southern Texas to southern Florida to you know maybe like the southern part of North Carolina. That's like the zone. And I I actually looked and I'm like, all right, Mississippi from the Mississippi coast is basically equidistant from all three of those locations. That's why I picked it. I actually now feel very much an affinity. I feel like a, I feel like a Mississippi and I totally connected with it. So now it's something more to me, but initially it was just a geographical midpoint uh, that served me very well last year. Mm-hmm. Wow. So what was the craziest hurricane that you did chase in the U S in 2020? God, that's a good question. You know, they were all, it was like a freak show. They were all really weird. Um, <laughs> Laura, Laura was the big, you know, that was the big headline mm-hmm. storm, the category four and everything else. You know, that was, uh, I think the one that grabbed the headlines, uh, that was a very weird hurricane. Um, it, it, it basically, I don't know if any of you went through it, but it, it kind of had like, I call it concentric eyes. There was an outer eye where it totally stopped raining and radar said, okay, you're, you're in the eye, but, but the winds were still blowing like hurricane force. And then there was a tiny eye inside of that where it really was dead calm. <laughs> like it was very weird. But people like Charles who went through the eye, they didn't get that inner eye. They just got the outer eye. So they're like the winds were gusting to 100 miles an hour. So there's something weird about that. I would say the biggest surprise was probably Sally. Um, thing looked like complete crap. Yeah. all day it looked like scrambled eggs i'm like why am i even chasing this thing it's not even gonna come <laughs> as a hurricane i was literally embarrassed i mean i you get that like when you're when you're chasing you have a lot of people following you and the thing falls apart i mean you're happy for the residents but you feel like <laughs> it's like okay this is a bad screenplay i need to go home i need to not like destroy my career trying to like you could <laughs> shave in the car and it's <laughs> But, you know, just like three hours before landfall, the thing just exploded. And I remember I was kind of chasing it just like aggressive, you know, in a storm when I think it, when I don't have respect for a storm, I chase it kind of very aggressively. I'm like, ah, I'm just going to drive around. I'm going to be in the car. I don't care, you know. And uh, it came in really strong. And I just found myself, you know, caught on the side of the road when that thing came in. And it was, uh, it really surprised me. Oh, wow. Because you chase by yourself, right? I'm a solo act. I mean, it's not that I don't ever chase with partners, but it just seems to be like, you know, I'm just happy chasing alone. You know, I kind of like, I don't want to get all like Californian spiritual, but like, you know, hurricane chasing is kind of a religion for me, like seriously. And like, I, you know, it's like the connection with the storm. There's something like very magical about it for me. And 
if kind of a lot of times if I'm with someone else and like they're talking and I'm just interacting with other people, I'm not like, I'm not connecting with the storm, you know? And I, I find it gets in the way. In fact, when we were filming Hurricane Man season one, that was one of the issues, you know, I, I just had to deal with it, but it was like, I wasn't alone communing with the storm. I was just like a crew around me all the time, you know? Just like mm. telling me, you know, where to stand and like, you know, where to look. You're like, just be quiet. No, yeah, just let me watch the thing, you know. I would, oh, I would, I would yeah. butt heads with the director. I'd be like, leave me alone. I'm like, you know, but, uh, but you know, we had to make a show. So, mm. do you find so, that storms actually talk back to you? When I'm in the eye, they all give me lip. Yeah, when they throw projectiles at you, I feel like that's pretty, yeah. you know, pretty good indication well, they're talking. They all, so, they all have a personality, though. I mean, every, I, you know, not to be like a total weirdo about it, but they have personalities, you know, like um, just they have like vibes, you know. Some of them kind of have a very angry, kind of like violent vibe, and then some of them have like even the strong ones can have kind of a, a smoother vibe. It's, it's, it's. It's really interesting. They are each one is like a person. Speaking so of throwing stuff at you, sorry. When man. you were in Michael, I remember watching video. It was like it constantly kept piling more and more debris up in front of you, and it was like, what the heck? And one guy was like out there and, and like trying to hold a door, and the glass broke, and you were like, dude, are you okay? But then the pile it just kept piling and piling. Are are you ever like this is? We should move farther in, you guys. Yeah, yeah my, my, Michael was like, you know, Michael was, it was, it was not a large hurricane and it moved really fast. So it felt like with that one, you know, all of the damage happened. It was like, almost like a bomb went off. The whole building just started to like fall apart. And then we were in the eye and it, it just, it didn't last long. Whereas like, for example, Dorian in the Bahamas, that thing moved so slowly. We were in yeah. that, that max wind zone for it just a, a long time. You know, it was just like, it was, you know, you couldn't see, you couldn't like, you didn't know what was going on. And you're like, wow, like, when's this going to end? But Michael was just quick. It was almost like there's, it was like a bomb going off. It just, it hit, we got in that calm and then we got the backside. And then like an hour later, it was just, it was gone. Wow. What's the what's the um, cleanup like after something like that? Do you do you then continue? Because I've I watched some of your videos and you're like it just wiped it clean. I'm like oh my gosh, there's like nothing for miles, you know. It's just piles of lumber and yeah. stuff, and you gotta. I don't know how you deal with all that. Yeah, you know it, it depends on each one. So probably Dorian was was in the Bahamas was the most shocking aftermath I've seen. Uh, that was you know a direct hit by Category Five on a town of about I don't know like ten thousand people, Marsh Harbor. Uh, which is basically the de facto capital of uh, Great Abaco Island. So that was a direct hit, and a lot of the town was wiped out. Just a big whole neighborhoods of it were wiped out. And also, I was trapped there for days. So my home was my car. I was just living in the car. And uh, since I had a functioning car, that was great. I was able to be helpful, you know. So I just, like, since I was there, I tried to be useful. You know, I drove one couple to their wrecked house to get their stuff. I took another guy to the medical clinic. Uh, and I did have a chance to kind of look around and see what happened. And, uh, and with that one, yeah, the level of destruction, you can't believe it. I mean, whole sections of the town, just like, like football fields, as far as you could see, just, just, just rubble, you know, looked like what people wow. you know, think of EF5 tornado damage, but over a larger area. So here's a yeah. comment. Well, and Josh, I remember, I remember, uh, um, oh, sorry, go ahead, MJ. No, say here, Paige says I wasn't even there. I feel like, uh, Dorian aged me. Um, so, you know, yeah. Um, and then you were talking, Josh, about, you know, working solo and so on. Uh, Curtis, one of our viewers right now says, so what's made you successful over the years? Is that part of it is, uh, or what, what would you attribute? 
your success to? That's a great question. I, I think it's like probably three things. One is just, I, I'm an obsessive. I mean, I'm obsessed with this topic. And I think a lot of the people listening, I think, you know, some of you guys probably are too. I mean, people who are like real weather nerds are just, you know, it's like, it's almost like, I, I wonder if there's some gene tied to it because I think certain people are just born like weather nerds and really, really into it. I remember just, you know, you know, my first chase was in 1991 and this was before the internet and everything else. And I didn't actually know about storm chasing. I'd never, I didn't know that was a thing. I'd never heard of it. I just knew a hurricane was going up the coast and I just, I just, just wanted to be in it, you know, and I didn't, you know, I didn't, I couldn't even uh, rent a car or anything at that point. So I, I, I chased it in a train. I just, I took like $200 and a change of clothes and threw it in a bag got on a train and went up the New England coast. I mean, it was ridiculous, but it was wow. just like this hunger. And to some degree that hunger just persists 30 years later. It's just like, I just like, I feel like I just got to get inside of it, you know, and penetrate it, you know, and, and obviously it's a little more complex now. I'm not just doing it for the thrill or the adrenaline rush. I'm trying to get really cool, high quality data, you know, that'll be useful to science. But I think the hunger thing, I think another thing is I have a lifestyle, which allows me to do it. You know, I say to everyone, try to, design the life you want, you know? And for me, I, I realize what's important to me more than anything is just freedom. I'm like, I'm, a, I'm really like a, I'm a lone wolf. I'm kind of like a wild animal. I just need like a life of freedom. And so, you know, I've always just made sure to have a kind of life and a, a lifestyle that just allows me the flexibility to just jump on a plane to Taiwan, you know, when I want to <laughs> just, just go for it, you know? Have you ever been stuck somewhere, Josh, mm. where like after it's like, you know, one of these typhoons and hurricanes has come through and there's like no commercial flights. Like, how do you get out? Oh yeah. Oh, that happens a lot. You know, that's happened to me uh, after hurricane Odile in Cabo San Lucas It happened in hurricane Dorian again in the Bahamas happened in super typhoon high end in the Philippines. Yeah. And actually Dorian, not to keep bringing it up, but it was sort of the pinnacle chase of my career. Uh, but that one, I was, I was stuck there for days and uh, you know, that's the part where like I've, I've gotten good over the years at controlling my emotions. You know, after super typhoon high end in the Philippines, there were like, I mean, thousands of people in the city died. I mean, there were like, you came out afterward, there were just dead bodies in the streets. And from experiences like that, you learn how to keep your emotions in check. You cannot start to freak out. You just have to like, like literally shut your emotions off and just be very kind of like focused on the task at hand, whether it's helping people or surviving or whatever. Mm. And that, that experience has helped me. And so with Dorian, I was able to kind of just do that. I remember at one point I started to get all like freaked out. I'm like, Oh God, I'm stuck on this Island. I'm like living in a car. I don't know what I'm going to get off. Yeah. And it's, my other side was just my other voice in my head was like, Hey, you want to be the big hotshot who hunts down category fives on little islands this is what you get. This is what you, yeah. this is what you signed up for. So get over it. And I, and then you, and then you go dark too. Like, I remember there being like a trend on Twitter being like, where's Josh Morgan, you know? And it's like, is he alive? Oh, yeah. Is he dead? I remember I was checking it almost like every hour. I was like, just waiting. I'm like, please, you know, it was, that was insane. I, I didn't realize how, how crazy that got there. Apparently a lot of rumors that I died and someone called my mother, like, like expressing oh condolences. Yeah, no, no, crazy. just to be oh, nice, wow. it was like a relative, like my mom's cousin was like, I'm so sorry about Josh. Oh, it was nuts when I, so, so when I came back, you know, days later, when I came back into the, you know, the, the networked universe, it, I was like, 
I was like, wow, this got out of control. I mean, everyone thought I was dead. And uh, it was funny. My mom was the only one that didn't freak out. What she said to her cousin was she's she's hardened after years of this. She was like, she went from being a neurotic Jewish mother to just like, yeah, whatever. She was like, Roberta, I'd be more freaked out if you missed the storm because he'd want to kill himself. <laughs> Good old moms. Good old moms. You gotta love them. Hey, it's, uh, it's time for a break and an episode of Tracker Chat discussing Torm. Torm. Uh, storm chasing duties. Yeah, they're they're discussing storm chasing duties. So uh, that's really if you don't chase alone, that's what it's good for. But uh, hey, we'll be right back, and we got more of Josh in the lightning round. So stay tuned. Uh oh. Welcome to Tracker Chat, the storm chasing podcast inside of the other weather podcast. My name is Jeremy Eamon, uh, and I'm joined by my chasing partner and friend, Gabe Cox. And uh, unfortunately, our other third chasing partner, Jeff Mangum, is out this week. But this week on Tracker Chat, we want to talk about how to share uh, storm chasing duties while out with a team chasing storms uh, in an effort to maximize strengths, be the most efficient and just kind of so that you don't get mad at each other because emotions can run high on a chase. Uh, and yeah, so you just want to kind of, you want to be friends at the end of the chase and hopefully have some good footage and be in the right place at the right time. Uh, Gabe, what jumps out to you as um, your key tips for maximizing strengths while on a chase? Yeah, so the one thing that we have talked about as a team consistently is that when the three of us are together, it's the ideal number. Um, so three people in the car really is the perfect number for sharing duties. That way everyone can focus on a specific task. So for me, I think having a driver who's dedicated to driving, eyes fully on the road and they are situationally aware um, of other chasers, of hazards on the road and around our vehicle. That's uh, really important. And then having someone, if you can have someone who can focus on uh, navigation and forecasting, that's, that's a really nice thing to have. Just someone who can really sit in the information that's coming out, um, especially if, as things start to go, when you have storms firing all around, if someone can really focus on what's happening um, and looking at the latest model runs and uh, observations locally, and then looking at the map and seeing what is the actual best route. Um, and then kind of the, the one that I like to focus on just because that's what I love to do for work as well as filmmaking and having someone who can be dedicated to uh, shooting and taking photos um, it's a little hard to juggle all three of those. That's why we've talked about chasing solo. And I think all three of us agreed that it's, it's kind of the last resort. I hate it with a passion. Oh my gosh. Thanks. And I know Jeremy, I think you do too. That's because you have to juggle all those things and it's just a lot. But yeah, I think if you can have at least three people, it doesn't, it hardly ever happens where it lines up perfectly like that. But when it does, it's, it feels like the magical number for us. Yeah, absolutely. I would say um, three is the number for us. It may not be the number for you. Um, it's going to take some trial and error getting out on the road and, and, and 
you know, having some less than fun chases, uh, kind of reassessing and figuring it out. Go with people you enjoy. Go with people you trust. Yeah. Uh, go with people who are good at what they do. And um, you want to enjoy storm chasing at the end of the day. It shouldn't be uh, something that you dread or something that you walk away from uh, feeling defeated or discouraged. Uh, our team, we kind of um, have kind of some unspoken uh, language that we use. We kind of know uh, what we're going to do and who's going to be doing what and, and things like that. So that just comes with time. But yeah, I would, I would echo Gabe that uh, I hate chasing alone. It just, it feels like it's, a, it, it turns it into a job almost. And I'm like, eh, I don't want to, yeah. I don't know if I like this feeling. Uh, I'd rather have this be, it can be overwhelming experience. in the middle of it. Totally, totally overwhelming. I think you touched um, on something important too when talking about sharing duties. You're going to want to share duties with someone that you trust. And luckily, that happened quickly for our team. I mean, we right off the bat, all three of us chased together and we're like, yeah, you don't want to hand off forecasting duties to someone who you don't think can forecast well or navigation duties to someone who doesn't know how to use a map very well or you know, hand off your camera to someone who doesn't shoot well. So um, I think all all three of us can do all three of those duties well. And so it makes it easy and we switch it up every now and then. Um, who's the driver? Who's shooting primarily? Um, but yeah, having having one or two people or, or more, if you want to party in the car that you really trust, um, that makes a huge difference. And it makes it a lot easier to let go of those other things that you can't focus on well. Totally. And I would say for the last thing for me, uh, just thinking about uh, storm chasing is about 90% kind of just driving <laughs> and not seeing a storm yeah. and 10, 10% actual chasing. And so you're going to want to, you know, find some friends, some teammates who you can sit in a car with for an extended period of time uh, and have meals with and, and things like that. I know that's, that's, it's not always possible, but uh maybe kind of start there because that's going to be the biggest bulk of your time. Alrighty. Well, this has been Tracker Chat. We've been the Tornado Trackers. You can find us all over the internet at Tornado Trackers on Twitter, Instagram. Our website is tornadotrackers.org. Uh, and on that website, we have uh, a store. Uh, Gabe, is there anything featured on the store right now that you want to mention? Um, I think the biggest uh, selling item we have so far uh, are the t-shirts that we have. Heck yeah, those super good looking, very stylish, very cool t-shirts. If you're heading back to school or something like that, you want to look fresh, uh, let the world know that you appreciate storms. Uh, get one of those t-shirts. Thanks so much to the Stormfront Freaks guys for allowing us to tag along on their podcast. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, this has been Tracker Chat. Uh, we'll see you next time. Hey, welcome back, everybody. We got uh, Hurricane Chaser Josh Morgerman with us uh, this evening. And, and so, Josh, I want to bring up a question. I saw, and I, I can't remember, this was a few months back, but it was on Twitter, and it was a great banter between you and, and off the, I can't remember off the top of my head who it was, but it was uh, someone well-known for tornado chasing. And there was banter back and forth between what's the best storm chasing is it tornado chasing oh. is it hurricane chasing oh, uh and and i'm so it's uh 
It's death match. Greg Uh-oh. versus Josh. Uh, go. <laughs> You're not getting uh, started on this, or I'm going to go cat five, ef five on you. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Listen, the thing about the thing about tornado chasing though is that it's far more challenging. You don't just have to wait in a hammock for the for the hurricane to arrive, like you do when you have a tornado. I mean, a tornado you actually have to do work. And you oh. need to get in position, oh. and there's a time. There's a time factor. You got to drive. Think how far you have to drive for that maybe six minute event. Right? Okay. <laughs> Phil you, is you loving know, this, by the way. When you take when you take three connecting flights to a random dot in the middle of the Pacific, perfectly penetrate the eye <laughs> of a tropical cyclone, then you can tell me about precision. Okay, but oh. here's the thing: is that oh. the hurricane? The hurricane? You get what? Four months advance notice of where it's going to be hitting. <laughs> I mean, the, some, sometimes tornado chasing, Josh, you actually think you're in great position and you have to turn on a dime and it's like 60, 80, 100 miles the opposite direction. And again, two minute event that you got to get there for. That is called success. <laughs> well, I think what a lot of sort of uh, uh, novices don't realize is that a hurricane is very large, but the sweet spot, the part, the meaningful part, the part that makes it a tremendous chase is actually quite small and often a very localized event. It can only, it could be a band that's only like a couple of miles wide and actually hunting that down, especially let's say in a developing country without radar using visible satellite imagery and not, without all the tools and the bells and whistles that people in North America have, I think is a virtuosic skill. That, uh, I think everyone I can mean, see Phil. Phil's just like. Phil I think you here. both are winners. All right. I think you both have great, You're excellent points. So right. <laughs> I, I will. I will say this, Josh. If you ever want to go tornado chasing, uh, I would gladly host you uh, as long as I get to come uh, do a typhoon chase with you as well. I will. I'll take that into consideration. I appreciate that gracious <laughs> invitation. But as I always say. You know, I, I'm very proud of how sort of narrow I am. As I always say, I'm a very wholesome hurricane chaser, and I don't, I don't sleep around. I don't do other kinds of weather. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, that this actually brings up a good point, Josh. So uh, when you chase, when you're hitting the hurricanes, are are you solo? Are you by yourself every time, or what do you what do you choose to do there? Like not every time, but but mostly that's that tends to be my MO. Like I was saying before, I just seem to kind of connect better with storms when I'm alone. I certainly won't do groups. I mean, at the most, unless we're filming a TV show, and then of course you have to have a whole group. But uh, if I'm not filming a show, I sometimes like to have a single partner. You know, uh, like like one on one is cool. You know, like two people. But more than that, I don't do it. Yeah, I don't do groups. I, I avoid people when I'm chasing. Like I said, I just want to just want to connect with the hurricane. <laughs> He's, I'm a weirdo. He sticks to one thing. He's very loyal, and he only likes one. Exactly. If I'm watching a cool thunderstorm, I'm like, I just kind of want to be by myself enjoying the storm. I get that. You know, I, I get, get it. I yeah, get you don't it. hear like 20 people yapping. It's like, debris, debris. Exactly. Or show me the radar. What, you know, what, what kind of winds are we having? It's like, just watch it. You well, know, just no, watch you, it. Exactly. And in fact, you notice in my videos, I'll talk before the hurricane hits. But once it's really hitting, I just shut up because I'm like, to me, like, I love the sound of a hurricane. I mean, that to me is like the most beautiful music. And it's like, I just, I want the, I want the viewer to be able to just hear it, you know, and I want to, I want to talk over it, interfere with the performance. Has, hey, has that changed? Has that changed since you started? Like when you started and you didn't know anything about weather, you know. And one of one of the uh, questions from uh, Curtis 
uh, from our Patreon was kind of asking, how did you, how did you learn weather models? How did you learn all that stuff? So did you still chase alone when you started or, or did you learn from somebody? Yeah, no, I, I, I just, did it entirely alone. You know, when I started chasing, it was pre-internet. It was before a weather nerd, a teenage weather nerd can can meet other people online and, and connect. I mean, like when I was growing up as a weather nerd, the only stuff I had was like one book on hurricanes in the town library. And then I'd write to the hurricane center and they would send me like Xeroxes of reports. I mean, that was it. So it was just kind of trial and error and learning. And then with the internet, the big change was having access to, of course, satellite radar imagery all the time. And then the computer, you know, the models, you know, that's, I think that's the number one change is the models, being able to start forecasting by yourself, you know, because sometimes when I weigh the different models, I don't agree with the official forecasts, you know, and uh, I developed a good sixth sense around that. Like I'm not a meteorologist, but I've developed a good sixth sense of looking at different models, weighing the different biases and just deciding, okay, I think I'm going to go I think I'm going to pick that island. Josh, do you uh, find you you had mentioned sort of off air earlier that uh, you, you in passing you said something about my competition? Um, uh, there, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, notable people in the community. Uh, uh, Jim Eds is a you know notable, and uh, you got uh, James Reynolds. I think you probably know James really well. Um, do you guys get along, or is there a is there a like I'm getting to the eye and like uh, you know hey I'm Do you going come this with way wink, like weatherman no you know it's it's a it's a great question I mean you know I will admit I'm I'm a very I'm a competitive guy I mean I just I am it's like it's just it's just how I was wired I don't know it's maybe how my dad raised me my dad pushed me really hard in sports he was like that kind of dad so he like instilled it in me. Uh, but I think also, you know, there's room to be friendly. Uh, James Reynolds, who's who's another extremely pro prolific tropical cyclone chaser. James and I are buddies. And in fact, I would say that James is probably like my best friend in the weather community. Like he and I talk probably, you know, via instant message, we, we talk probably every day. You know, it's funny, James and I, I feel like we really, it's almost like we need each other because we're, we were both like, you know, we chase a lot. And, and we both kind of, I think, deal with some of the issues around that, like um, specifically related to tropical cyclone chasing around the world. You know, it's, it, it, you know, it's a bit of a grind at times, you know, it's uh, it's funny. It's like a drug addiction. It's like, I feel like I need to go for each storm, but there are times when I'm going to the airport for a 14 hour flight to Taiwan to then get in a car and, you know, drive for hours and, and with like a big language barrier. And I'm not going to understand what anyone's saying. And, and there are times when I'm going on one of those journeys, I'm just like, Oh, like get me yeah. through this. And, and I think James, he understands that too, just that, that kind of the slog of it, you know? So we, we kind of, we compare notes a lot and kind of encourage each other. So I've got a question. Do the police ever stop you in these other countries and like with the language barrier, have you gotten in like sticky situations? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, okay. So here's the interesting thing that the, the way different cultures respond to tropical cyclones is very different. So, I would say, okay, at the different ends of the spectrum, probably the Australians are the most hardcore. So in Western Australia, which is a state in Australia that gets some of the most intense cyclones there, that's what they call them, their cyclones. They had this thing called a red alert, and once the and which is what they what they uh, put in place when a cyclone's coming ashore. Once that red alert is in place, if you are caught out driving, you pay like I think the the fine is like one thousand dollars per wheel of your car. It Whoa. is. 
No, it is hardcore, For man. Real? It, it, makes, it makes Texas cops in an evacuation zone seem like mellow. <laughs> like, oh my God. So you're driving a big 18 wheeler, you're paying 18,000. That's ridiculous. You are effed. Okay. So, <laughs> so there's that end. And then the other end is like, interestingly, some of the countries in East Asia that we think of as like very controlled, like Taiwan and Japan, it's like, they don't give a crap. Like they're just like they don't care. They're very and and even when they're getting like a cat four, like the stores will stay open. Like it's really weird. It's like they have a, they have like a different reaction. The U.S. is somewhere in the middle, I would say. So wow. so in the East Asian countries, you tend not to have problems with the authorities because they just kind of leave you alone. Oh wow, that's that's so fascinating and so interesting. Yeah. And I have one um, final question. What is the largest eye, uh, the center of the eye that you've been in ever? Like the width, how? Oh, that's a, you know, that's a really good question. That, that's a great question. And I can't answer it. What I, I can give you durations. My record in terms of how long I was in an eye was Isaac in the Louisiana bayous. I was in it for like seven hours. And I, Whoa. I forgot <laughs> I was in it. I forgot I was in it. I was like, you know, having coffee, making phone calls, yeah, just like, I was like in a bayou. I yeah, I forgot there was like another like, side to the hurricane coming. <laughs> Seven hours <laughs> is a long time to remember that you're in the center of a hurricane. So, wow. <laughs> what were you drinking? <laughs> coffee, coffee. I was being really cool. I had, I had the <laughs> Exciting stuff. Hey, well, that's the sound. Uh, it is time for our lightning round. This is uh -oh. our uh, game show of flashy and brilliant questions for our guests. We always invite everybody to play along with us. Uh, what's fun tonight is I was shopping in Target the other night, Maz, and I found a game right up, uh, right up your alley. Uh, it's called Family Feud Late Night Edition. Oh. <laughs> this will be fun. So Family Feud Late Night Edition. Nice. All right, so here's, Josh, here's how we tend to play this. I'm going to start with you, okay? And we're going to go as long as you can... Uh, come up with answers until you get three strikes. And if you get three strikes and haven't uh, finished all the answers, I'm going to go to the freaks and uh, kind of find out if they can guess what uh, some of the last answers might be. And if they can guess, they'll get the points. If they can't, uh, points go back to you. Does that make sense? Yes. All I'm right. So here we go. Uh, so, so here we go. We got uh, the top. I got to count these here. Three, six, seven. Top seven answers are on the board. You ready? Name a reason people drink. Name a reason people drink. Uh, money problems. Money problems. Yeah, I'm going to give you stress. Okay. Okay. All right. Stress. So, so I'll, I'll give you stress. Yeah. Stressful. Stress. All right. So you got you got one that was number two on the board. By the way, That's terrible. Of you. Thank you. All right. All right. What's what? What else? What another reason people drink? Oh, um, okay. Um, uh, sex. Sex. Like oh. looking for sex. <laughs> oh, come oh. on, Josh. Believe it or that's not. Number one. Well, that's surprising. To drink to that's, get that's like, I'm sorry. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, hey, I just happen um, to be MJ looking, take note of that. looking on the other side of the card. It says, name something you squeeze, but we're not at that one yet. Oh. Um, all right, so that wasn't there. That's your first strike. So uh, you've got another, another reason people drink. Oh, wow. Um, oh, gosh. Uh, well, I, for fun. I mean, it's the main reason, but I feel all like right. that seems too general. For fun. 
Uh, we'll get oh, okay. socialize. I'm going to give you okay, to socialize. Okay, okay. We're having fun okay. socializing tonight. Okay. Uh, that was number uh, five on the board. Okay. So you still have one, three, four, six, and seven. Okay. Name so I, okay. Yeah, you uh, still got it as long, until you get three strikes. You're still going. Okay. Uh, grief, sadness, depression. Oh, yeah. Sadness. Mm. That's correct. Yeah, sadness. Yeah. That's number four on the list. So you've gotten okay. three of them already. When you miss out on the eye of a hurricane, that could cause sadness. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. You're right. <laughs> totally I, I, take, I, take, I take busts really hard. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, All right. Um, what else you got? Number one uh, is still up there. Three still I up there. Emo- uh, like, uh, I guess you hear about people drinking because of like their emotional issues, like they're self-medicating. So, I mean, I, I hear about that a lot. So, okay. mm. um, I'm going to give you to forget, to forget, self-medicating, to forget. I appreciate uh, that. Was number that, one but... on the board. <laughs> yep. Number one. <laughs> hey, it's the guest rules. Guest rules. <laughs> House rules. All right, Josh, you got another one? Win. Um, oh, gosh. You know, why uh, people drink. Reason people drink. I feel a strike coming. Yeah, no, I I, I feel a strike is coming as well. Right. Positive, right? Right. Well, when, oh. you, when you ask for it, you're going to get a strike. So, <laughs> okay. right, but that's, that's only two. You got a shot to think of one more reason why people drink. Okay. Um, uh, uh, physical, physical pain. Oh, actually, well, but. Funerals, weddings. <laughs> um, no, I'm not going to get I it. And Jen, Jen, you realize you're on the wrong f- team. I'm right? I I giving him the answer. Oh, I wasn't even supposed to be here. Sorry for me. Okay, I'm it's trying compassionate. to <laughs> All right, freaks. Uh, what do we still got on the board? We got number three. Alcoholism. Number six and seven. Three, when you're on a podcast, how about Can that? Can we just shout it out? Can we just shout it out? Peer pressure. Uh, M- MJ will be the captain. So you tell oh, MJ no, what no, you no, think, no. and MJ picks. Alcoholism. Break. I think addiction. 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 Yeah. 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 No. Oh. So the points. Points go to Josh. Uh, number three. Oh wow. Okay. Jen was celebration. Oh, I thought you picked that one already. So. Okay, uh, no, Jen did, but no, it wasn't used. Uh, number six was because you're thirsty. Why else, would, why else would you drink? That is, that is baloney. And last, <laughs> last is Dina is uh, kids. Kids. Oh. <laughs> I was going right. to say that. So we, we got, we got time. We're going to do one more. We got time for one more, Maz. Uh, this is this is for you. But no. Uh, so, Josh, we're back to you. Okay. Uh-oh. okay. Uh, we're, we're back to you. So you got up to three strikes on this. Top five Ooh. answers on the board. Mm. Name something you do on your knees. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, gosh. I mean, this is really, I don't know. Is, what, what is this show X or R rated? What, what it is it? now. It's, it is right. now. I mean, yeah. no, literally, I need to know. It starts PG, usually gets to about PG 13 okay. by the first right break, and then it goes okay. to R after that. Okay. So you're yeah. good. Praying, praying, right? Like praying or worship. Praying. Yeah. Praying. Or Number one on the list. Number there one on the list. Good Maybe job. Like a marriage proposal, you know, like oh, a. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, oh. marriage proposal. Nope. Oh. That's surprising. How about? Oh wait, he still has two more. Come on, man. Two more. Don't give him the answer. I mean, I. It's, I'm sorry. It's, it's certain sex acts. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oral sex number four oh, on the list. If you didn't answer that, we would worry. I didn't know exactly. I didn't know how specifically you know, to do it. Family days. feud, Maz. It's family okay. feud, um, buddy. It's okay. Family feud. <laughs> okay. Um, 
what else? Um, God, I, you I got I three felt, more. I felt so fertile with answers, and now I'm just like, <laughs> um, okay. So uh, I, I don't know. I guess like apologize if you're extremely apologetic. <laughs> oh, no, I like that. That was clever. Number, number two, three, and five still on the board. You got you got one more, one more shot. Okay, so I guess it's, so. Asking forgiveness would fall under the apology thing, so I'm gonna yeah. not say I, that. Yeah, okay. I, yeah, okay, you're so, a guest. I would have totally so given that to you. Worship. Yeah. We said marriage proposals. We said oral sex. I mean, those are three good ones. Yeah. Um, uh, let me just think about this one other second. Um, <laughs> what else do you on these? I mean, I'm never on my knees. Just FYI. Okay, we're moving on. All right, I got, freaks. I got for my ego. All right, all right freaks. Uh, name something you do on your knees. Number two, four, and five are still on the board. I Tell MJ one. what you M do. MJ gardening. Wash the floor. Oh, yeah, you. I thought of scrub floor clean. Scrub Anybody floor. else gardening? Yeah. Or begging? I like the scrub floor clean. Oh. I think begging went with for asking for forgiveness. Maybe, yeah, I think but. so too. Mm. I like I the cleaning clean? one. Cleaning? Yeah. Yeah, let's go with that. Cleaning. What about modeling. Cleaning. People to model them. All right, cleaning oh. was number two. Oh. Wow. Wait, we don't get to keep going? How no, you, you got you got it. You got the points. So Josh got the points on the first one. Freaks got the points on the second oh, one. We're gonna call it a tie. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Uh, but here was number uh, three was gardening. Okay. And five was crawling. Something you do crawling. on your knees. Oh sure, crawling. When you drink, then I walk. After you drink too much, sub yeah. crawl. <laughs> All right. Well, Josh, uh, great great job, buddy. Uh, a lot of fun having you on the show. Tell you what, tell our listeners uh, where they can find you on social media, how to follow you, because you're a definite follow. Oh, thanks very much. Uh, I Cyclone, that's my handle. The letter I and the word Cyclone, that's on Twitter or Facebook. Uh, on Instagram, it's I Cyclone with a one next to it because some kid in Saudi Arabia took <laughs> my name and Instagram wouldn't help me with it. So. Mm. Are they using it? Like, is there a rule no, that if you don't he hasn't use it, you lose it? And they don't, yeah, it's oh just, my just god! Like five years, and I'm like, they won't help me. But anyway, it's okay. We'll sell so it to I you. Cyclone one. Yeah. Get cyclone. I even offered. I, I reached out to the kid. No response. I don't even think he's on. So. Oh my god! All right. Well, tell you what. I think it's about time to celebrate storm season with some new gear at wxshed.com. They've got a huge selection of weather theme merchandise, including Stormfront Freaks shirts beverage containers and stickers you just got to go to wxshed.com and click on the brands tab to find all your stormfront freaks favorites it's time for our final break uh we'll be coming back with hashtag weather fools we got a new video favorite segment and a surprise find in our potty mouth forecast it's coming up so hang on <laughs> Woo! Woo! nice Hey, this is James Spann of ADC 3340 in Birmingham, and you are listening to the Storm Front Freaks podcast. Let's take a drive under the moon. Let's take a drive under the somber sky. Let's take a drive under the moon. 
What's that sound? It's the who, baby. And you know what that means? It's time for Weather Fools. Now, for those of you that it's your first time, uh, Weather Fools is us as the freaks. We're going out on the internet. Phil likes to call it the dark web, Twitter, anywhere. We're looking for a video or a post of someone doing something not so smart or downright stupid, and it deals with the weather. So, Phil, I understand you have a Weather Fool. Let's make it good. Uh, I do. I've got one. Actually, I found this. Dina, you got you got me into this to start with, which is um, compilations on YouTube. Uh, and this one is basically close lightning strikes. Oh. Uh, that uh, uh, it's a it's called yeah close lightning strikes compilation, and it's on YouTube, and it's basically just yeah this this compilation of all these people are just way too close. To lightning, and some of it might be like in this one, they're in their car, so yeah. you can't blame them. They're just in their car in a thunderstorm. Yeah. But some of these people are in, like in a thunderstorm, wanting to get closer, wanting to check it out. Like here, they're walking down the outdoor hallway, and, oh. and it just like right outside, That's it sets off hack. car alarms. Car alarm goes off. Holy cow! <laughs> and this just this Did just goes. Blew hair back. Yeah, this oh. just goes oh, on and on and on of all these. Uh, Car cams, house cams, and then just some people taking their own oh. video of stuff. Gosh, that's scary. Uh, and yeah, that this this is why this scares the crap out of me because lightning like this, this oh, that's scary. Like you you don't okay. see it coming that you can dodge and head east down the highway to try and miss a lightning strike or something, you know? Yeah, far scarier than a tornado, I think. Like what was that that's person a, doing taking no, the video of a great the tree? Shot, but oh my gosh. Right. There for like 20 years waiting for it. Whoa! Okay, that's the best one. Yeah, like Transformer just like blew wow. up on all those cars. Yeah. Anyway, that's so okay. it, it goes on. It's a 10 minute video of all kinds of stupid close lightning strikes. Like it's they were on a what? boat. <laughs> close lightning strikes compilation. We'll have it on the show notes. Okay. That's amazing. That's a good um, one. That's cool. Yeah. Dina, you've got one too, right? Yeah. And okay, so this, I'm going to hold it here. As much as I want to support my fellow women, <laughs> If you're going to do something <laughs> stupid because you're drunk and you're uh, trying to look sexy, I, you got to kind of make fun of it. So this girl, she's in Canada. Maybe Gretel oh knows her. Oh, God. I don't know. Probably but I she's do. in like her Daisy Dukes <laughs> on like a snowboard or something with a drink in the hand. And she goes down. She's like, hey, look what at me. I'm, I'm hot. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> and you could tell all the snow just went back on the back of her Daisy Dukes. Like down. Oh, it has man. to be in her nose did she keep her beer in her pants she held on to her i drink. don't know i think she must have chugged it right before because because look she comes out like with it. i didn't yeah, see it come it. out of the cup but uh, that was uh, a good i love it it's so funny you know gotta do it that's so cool brutal. um uh, ahead, and i Jen. have one am i the last one yep you're it Awesome. Perfect. So this is, so for those of you watching uh, earlier before the recording, there were three significant earthquakes um, off the coast of New Zealand. Dina, re remind me, correct me if I'm wrong, because I know you covered this probably earlier, but mm -hmm. this isn't really a weather fool. And the person right now is smart. I just had to show this because like tsunami waves are so fascinating to me because is this like, your weather fave. Well, well, actually, maybe it, it, I was weather? I had it as like a weather fool, but yeah, it could be a weather fave, and I'm just yeah, it's kind of a weather fave because that yeah. Uh, it, but what yeah. is that though? 
It's cool. Yeah, so it's the first waves of the tsunami uh, moving into this bay in New Zealand. And so it's not like a, a tall wave. It's basically like, you know, three or four feet or a little bit more of a ton of water just kind of piling on. Now, if in. you could find a guy right there by the shore, that'd be a good weather That'd pool. be your weather pool. That's <laughs> yeah, this is true. And I'm sure there's people who said, there's a tsunami coming. Let me take my kids out by the beach. Thanks. Those are crazy. Yeah, thanks people. for the save. I'm sure there's someone out there. So. <laughs> there's got, I see something out there. They're, it's moving, Jen. All right. Well, you can uh, tell you what, you can find all those weather fools and Jens uh, on our show notes, <laughs> uh, episode 126. Uh, show Phil, notes. Phil throwing <laughs> the shade here. Man. <laughs> all right, Greg. All right. Ooh. Time for a uh, little weather faves, Jen. We're going to share some of our favorite videos and and listen, I'm going to go, I'm going to go first. This is a segment where we, uh, each of us are going to share uh, one of our favorite all time weather videos. And uh, mine is a throwback 10 years ago. uh, Well, actually it'll be, well, it was 10 years ago, uh, 2020, but it'll be coming up on 11 years. Uh, uh, RIP, rest in peace, Andy Gabrielson, findthetornado.com. Now, Andy, uh, legendary storm chasers. Life was cut uh, way too short. Um, but this video, MJ, is from uh, from your neck of the woods up in Minnesota uh, okay. from uh, August of 2010. Now, uh, I'm only going to play a, a short segment of this, but we'll have the whole thing up on the show notes. Uh, but I'm going to show this to you guys right now. And I, I've kind of started it uh, kind of three quarters of the way through. It transitions from this incredible time lapse of uh, this drill bit tornado, but then it goes into Andy's close range intercept as the tornado hits a small uh, farmyard and and home. And uh, when you see this, if you haven't seen this, um, it will stick with you. So uh, here we go. Wow, look at that thing. Wow. Wow. It is a drill bit. Right across the road, man. Like, and and right he actually lost windows in his vehicle. Really? So as you can see, the debris coming from the left-hand side. He's on the back side of the tornado, and oh. if you look at the small house coming up on the right, and it just little, literally oh. direct hit on the oh. house. It explodes oh, like, com- like the whole. It's- Side yeah, and, and when you're watching there. the and when you're watching the video, the reason this stuck with me for the last 11 years is Andy is screaming at the top of his lungs as this is going on. He's screaming, "No, no, 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 no!" And like he knew the seriousness oh of of what was about to happen. And um, I believe this is the video actually he won an Emmy award for. Really? And uh, yeah, I mean. You know, we've yeah. seen a lot of incredible videos, um, you know, since that time. But back in, in 2010, there was really nothing uh, that came close to the level of intensity uh, as Andy's video. And as I said, you know, he's a, a friend to the storm chasing community, meteorology community. And his, like I said, his life was cut short. And uh, uh, but, uh, you know, moments like that uh, are what made him a legend and one of my all time favorite videos who else has one they would like to share we got uh, let's go with dina oh, next dina you go ahead okay mine is going to be um a sweet one 
It's not going to make you cry because it's getting to the point where like everything you see on TV, everything you see on the internet is so hostile and angry. You got to have something that makes you happy. And look at the dog. Oh, yeah. I this dog it. Oh, my God. Oh, that's funny. Slid down the mountain. down the snow hill. He's Slide leading his hill. best life. Oh, my God. I, oh, I, just, I have to because it just makes me it, – it brings me joy. No kidding. Oh. That is the <laughs> cutest thing. And, and this, this dog is going really far. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah, going fast. If you want to have a little joy in your life – Check check out this dog. He loves. I think the snow. coolest thing is he does it again. I mean, he gets yeah. up, shakes off, and he, he says, oh, he's got his groove. Yeah. Like he knows just where to lie to get the best slide. <laughs> right on, Jen. You have a weather fave. I do. So this is actually from Jim's. I know everyone's like, what's happening there? Um, so this is his story. And actually, it's from one. Um, so you're looking at this cloud right now. There's like hardly a cloud in the sky except for this extremely vibrant one. Wow. So this happened earlier this week. And so what meteorologists say, and actually NASA warned of this, and I'm going to play it one more time for you. Um, it's from NASA's Wallops Flight Facility along Virginia. It was a rocket launch. And it was a three-stage suborbital sounding rocket that took off. And after flying to an altitude of several hundred miles and about 500 miles offshore, the rocket's payload released a small amount of vapor, about the equivalent of two barbecue grill propane tanks, into the near vacuum of space. And the thing is, this can produce colorful clouds that wow. can be visible to people in the mid-Atlantic, oh. uh, especially as the sun illuminates it. And that's exactly what this is here. Looks and like so a little many UFO. People yeah, that was long. Um, that was just off the coast of North Carolina, Nags Head. So very, cool. very, very cool. cool. Very cool. Phil, yeah. you also have a weather fave for us today. Yeah, so I got one, and I'll tell you one thing that that's really interested me has been just studying the El Reno tornado of 2013, mm -hmm. um, longest, widest uh, tornado uh, recorded, and uh, Skip Talbot, uh, storm chaser that we've had on the show in the past as well. But he's Amazing. he did a really great job of analyzing that tornado, taking uh, videos from other storm chasers around the area to basically put together a video. It's just called the El Reno Tornado Analysis, Understanding a Chase tra Tragedy. And um, what he did, as you can see in the video, he's tracking all the storm chasers' locations. Oh, that's cool. Um, oh, wow. With the radar of the storm, to kind of see where were all the chaser, chasers oh. as this storm was was busting through uh, the El Reno area, and then there's there's that little smile face that basically highlights where the tornado uh, the path was, and okay. and so he'll start it at, at some point here. You'll see when the tornado starts, but then he goes, he gets a little closer, and again oh. you still see where all the wow. uh, chasers are. Wow! At that We're point, the other way. Yeah. And and then and then he gets into then also sharing video, uh, chaser video and his video of various stages of this storm, and he shows the map and the radar on the left hand side, and then video of the tornado on the right hand side, wow. to kind of see where it was, what it looked like, um, uh, and just really did a good job of of analyzing that and and where were people and how did people react to it and. Uh, you know what it Phil, that's like. amazing. It, yeah i love those lights. side by sides you know when you could see a radar and then actually see what it looks like 
I've never seen this uh, comparison before, which is so crazy because I feel like I'm on YouTube and look at tornadoes all the time. This is amazing. Like, you know, for the, anyone who's wa- or listening to this, you need to go to our site or the podcast link and check this out because this is amazing. Just yeah, it was, uh, it was a scary day. I can tell you guys, I was there, uh, actually caught inside the tornado, oh. basically, basically oh destroyed. God. Yeah, basically destroyed the vehicle and... Uh, uh terrifying if you've ever seen uh, there's another great video phil from um uh brandon sullivan has a great mm-hmm. video where um their car had been disabled a, a round bale uh had landed uh or hit the front of their car and they were wow. disabled and like brandon is yelling at at and and mike michael blinsky uh uh Obinsky's, uh, Brett Wright, uh, you know, yeah. works with Mike now. He was driving, and Brandon Sullivan's yelling at him, "Move, or we're gonna die!" And like it was, oh my god, it was oh, terrifying. Wow. And and we were we were right behind them on the same road, and it was uh, yeah, it was the scariest day ever. But um, great oh, video god. by Skip Talbot, like yeah. one of the best, one of the best yep. for sure. So we'll have we'll have links to all those videos uh, on our show notes, episode one twenty six. So we, okay, let's do potty mouth forecasts because, you know, this is the fun part where we search the dark web and we find people who forgot to turn off their mics or maybe had a few drinks at dinner and, you know, got a little lippy and, you know, said a few things that they wouldn't want caught on, on, on recorded or on tape. And, um, Phil, you've got a few potty mouths. You've got, um ready for us well we got one i mean we got we got one tonight so i found one and it was fitting because it uh it fits our guest this evening and unfortunately uh he has left but i'm i'm sure we'll uh encourage him to take a listen but i dug deep for this so this goes way back i actually found the video on this one and greg this was pre-beard this was pre-beard josh morgerman oh And he was he was a guest on the Weather Channel's Weather Geeks with Dr. Marshall Shepard, and I will uh, play it from here. And welcome to Weather Geeks. I'm Dr. Marshall Shepard from the University of Georgia, and I think we have a first today on Weather Geeks. We've had tornado chasers, but we now have our first hurricane chaser. Josh Morgerman is a world-renowned hurricane chaser. You've been in 25 eyewalls. Wow. Um, first of all, just tell me, how do you how do you get into this? How, where in the world do you get into this? I think uh, you know I, I I basically think it's a mental illness that you're born with. Just uh, you know just this obsession. You know I, th- I remember uh, as a small child just just being very <laughs> excited by violent weather. You know why? And I grew up on Long Island, so the kind of violent weather that I knew was hurricanes. And then as I became an adult, you know I had the means to just <laughs> go after them, just, you know, this, this thirst and this hunger to be inside them and see it. Wow, that's pretty strong language. Now, speaking of extreme weather, you were recently in the strongest hurricane recorded in the Western Hemisphere, Hurricane Patricia. You chase that hurricane. What made you go down to Mexico? Or were you in Mexico, first of all? Where'd you go? Yeah, um, you know, when I went, when I flew from L.A. to chase it, it was actually a tropical storm, and I expected it was just going to be a run-of-the-mill Cat two hurricane. Uh, I like chasing the coast. Of Mexico, so I just kind of, you know, just wasn't expecting anything epic and then it became you know as you know the strongest hurricane yeah. ever in the western hemisphere and i have to say it was a, uh, you know i'm a pretty hardcore aggressive chaser i 
go for it, you know, and I'm, I'm in some powerful storms, you know, deep in the tropics. This one got so intense, you know, and the winds went up to 200 miles an hour and it smashed all records and it was going to come ashore on this stretch of the coast with, with small towns without a lot of strong buildings. I started to get a sick feeling right. in my stomach. Oh. So I really wanted to get in the car and just head for the hills. Wow, that's a pretty strong language, given I know your, your history and background. All right, oh, so I, I, I don't know if that episode actually aired. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't yeah. know. Maybe actually, they. Uh, yeah. Well, that that show is on later in the evening, so maybe he <laughs> right. went to dinner and had <laughs> a few drinks. Edition. And yeah, it was late on edition. Weather but if you guys want to listen to any of these, just go back to our <laughs> episode one twenty six show notes, and you can hear it again. Send me a postcard. <laughs> drop me a line. You've got mail, baby. Mail, baby. Yeah. All right, we've got some mail. Uh, Paul Armani sent us a uh, an article via Facebook about the possibility of a huge iceberg impacting South Georgia Island. Now, that's an island in the Atlantic off the tip of South Africa. Um, this iceberg is literally the size of Delaware, and the island not quite that big. So that could be devastating for that island and the mostly non-human inhabitants, think seals and penguins. So I found that an interesting article that was huh. from Paul Armani. We'll put that in the show notes because I think you might find that interesting too. Mm-hmm. So cool. yeah, thanks. I agree. Yeah, That's interesting. Yeah, nice. yeah, thanks for sharing that, Paul. Um, then Storm Chaser Chris checked in on Instagram a couple of times. Uh, the first entry says, uh, Stormfront Freaks, seriously, best segment ever. I love <laughs> troll. So there you go. Trollbot. <laughs> Me too. I love yeah. Trollbot. I love that. Yes. Maz is shaking his head. He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't necessarily agree with that. But that's okay. Okay. Uh, well, and, and, then, uh, and then we have the next one. Lori Bailey, who was a guest on episode 104, um, posted a list of favorite picks on Instagram. And uh, again, Storm Chaser Chris responded uh, by saying, those are gorgeous shots. And then, by the way, I found you via Stormfront Freaks podcast. Great interview. Very cool. Nice nice shout out. Uh, And uh, Lori Bailey replied, um, thanks, Chris. That was a blast getting to chat with those guys for an hour. So That's awesome. uh, I love that. Yep. Thanks for mentioning us, Chris. And thanks, Lori, uh, for your reply as well. And if you want to mention us or provide a comment, suggestion, or ask a question, whatever, Hit us up on Facegram. Facegram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are owned by the same people, though, aren't that they? That is branding they right are. there, MJ. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, hit us up on Facebook or Instagram, where we are at Stormfront Freaks. And then on Twitter, for whatever reason, drop the last S and find us at Stormfront Freak. Um, and, of course, we still accept email, and, and I think we're going to take snail mail eventually, too. Um, questions <laughs> yeah. at stormfrontfreaks.com. So that's the uh, Freak Fan Box for tonight. Nice. Nice. Awesome. Very good. That. Well, hey, I think that just about does it uh, for this episode of Stormfront Freaks Podcast. want to thank you guys for listening or watching. Uh, but before I announce our next guest, uh, if you like the show, don't forget to subscribe or to follow the show so you get notified and receive the latest episodes delivered right to your podcast player the moment that it gets released. Uh, you can also visit patreon.com slash Stormfront Freaks. Uh, Check out all the great ways you can support us and how we can actually do more with you. We've got uh, tonight, I saw Paige was on, Jimmy, Curtis, uh, Timothy. So you get live access to view our raw recordings 
and chat with us. You can also join us on monthly virtual happy hours. Uh, and even join us and our guests in the green room during our shows uh, when we uh, record. You can do that as well. But visit patreon.com, Stormfront Freaks. You can join the team. And a special thank you to all you that do. Thanks for supporting us. Special thanks to our guest tonight, Josh Morgerman. Uh, I had a great time again with Josh. So our next episode, we're, we're back in two weeks recording live and raw for Patreon members on March 18th with the return of Fox News' Janice Dean, the weather machine. Uh, Janice Dean's going to be back on. She's got a great new sunny book out uh, that we're going to be able to find out about. Uh, so we're looking forward to having Janice back. She's always a great, uh, great guest, a lot of fun. But for uh, MJ, Maz, Brady, Jen, Dina, Greg, uh, I'm going to go ahead and signal the all clear. We'll catch you guys all next time. Have a good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Find our bi-weekly show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast app. And watch our live and recorded shows on YouTube. For show notes, additional information about this episode, as well as past and upcoming shows, videos, photos, merchandise, and more, visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you are there, check out our live interactive storm chaser radar provided by our friends at zoomradar.com. If you would like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Search Stormfront Freaks. We'd love to hear from you. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.